Welcome back to Whitgift Conversations, the podcast where we talk to staff, parents, and pupils about topics that are relevant to you. Now, in this episode, we're diving into sport. Stuart Litchfield is the Director of Sport, and he's joined by Ryan Shedwick, Assistant Director of Sport. Together, they explain to us what the world of sport is like at Whitgift. We get to hear about OWs and how they give back so freely. We hear about the different sports on offer at the school and what the vision is for the future. But we also get to hear what Stuart and Ryan's favourite sports are for themselves. See if you can guess what they might be. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me now as I take you into the world of Whitgift Sport with Stuart Litchfield and Ryan Chedwick. Stuart, Ryan, thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Yeah, very well, Simon. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you too. Stuart, tell me how your world is looking today. What kind of things have you been up to today? Well, yeah, it's uh, obviously very sunny outside, which is always nice in the wonderful world of sport. But yeah, it's it's a busy one at the moment, trying to get back on track with last week was exam week. So not much activity going on and we're back fully into the swing of things now. So the final push, if you like, before the long summer holiday. And when you say exam week, I mean, how are you finding the students right now? Are they looking nervous at all or are they kind of taking it in their stride? Well, the the younger ones are well and truly taking it in their stride as they've now finished. So uh, <laughs> they, they seem to be very happy. But uh, the older ones, uh, you know, it's the first time for a number of years that that the boys have actually sat the the A-levels and GCSEs. And in fact, the current cohort have never done proper examinations before like this. So there are some nerves there, but we try and encourage, get them involved in the sport at the weekends as well, keep them nice and balanced. And now, fingers crossed, they'll be able to perform in their classroom as well as on the playing fields. Excellent. Well, at the time of recording this podcast episode, we're in the middle of June. So probably when people are listening to this, we'll be either right at the end of the exam period or very close to it, either one or the other. Now, Stuart and Ryan, I'm dying to hear a little bit about how you both ended up doing this role or each of you doing these roles in school. Stuart, tell me a little bit about your own upbringing, your own education, where you went to school and what your experience of school life was like as well. My school sort of life started in Leicestershire in the Midlands. And I sort of bumped between a number of different schools, depending on where our family moved. And my, my, both my parents were teachers. So I sort of jumped around amongst the state schools that they were working in. Then for my sixth form, I moved up as my mother relocated to the northeast of England. And you can tell by my strong accent two years in, in Newcastle that, yeah, I, I had a thoroughly enjoyable sixth form in an independent school up there. And that really sort of drove my passion and want to become a PE teacher, to be honest. And that was the turning point at that stage. And then from there, went to away to university to train to become a PE teacher. And then since leaving university, have you always been immersed in the world of PE? Yes. Yeah, so I started in 97 as a PE teacher in Hurstpear Point College. And uh, for three years, had three fantastic years sort of learning the trade, if you like, there in a very different sort of environment to that of Whitgift School as, as Whitgift is now. And then uh, was very fortunate to get the role as a PE teacher here at Whitgift School. And then since then, I've bounced around a lot of different roles at Whitgift through the pastoral system, through different aspects of PE, and then working my way up underneath uh, Alastair Osborne, who is now the assistant head of co-curricular, who was then the um, director of sport and worked very much by his side for quite a few years. And fortunately, four years ago, took over the role of uh, director of sport. Gosh, so how many years is that in total that you've been at the school for now then? So uh, this is my 22nd year at Whitgift. I would say and counting, but not counting at all. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Okay, Ryan, tell me a little bit about your background because, you know, we've just heard there 22 years working at Whitgift. I'm going to guess you haven't been at the school for quite that long, but tell me about your own your own education yourself, where you went to school and how long you've been at Whitgift for. No, I haven't been here that long. I'm not as old as Stuart, so I haven't had the haven't had the chance to be here for so long. So my educational background, I went to a secondary state school in Manchester in the 90s, very different to what physical education looks like now, but similar to Stuart, that's kind of where my passion for sport and, and physical education started. Went to university to study physical education in Leeds and then did my postgraduate teacher certificate, my PGCE in Liverpool, which then took me into teaching physical education, where I worked back in Manchester for a couple of years before moving down to London, where I then was head of faculty at a school in Streatham before coming to Whitgift four years ago, and I'm just entering my, my fifth year now as assistant director of sport. Awesome. So a real mixture there going on. What's been your experience of working in the world of sport at Whitgift in those four, nearly five years? Yeah, I've loved my time working at Whitgift. It's been a a funny couple of years in the sense that for for nearly two of those years, we had COVID. So that was a very unique time in school sport. But I I would say, you know, my experiences of working purely at at Whitgift have been ones where I've been very blessed and, uh, and, and very fortunate to have the opportunity to work with some outstanding colleagues, to work with a range of, of students of differing sporting abilities and, and different sporting passions. One of, the, one of the great things about working at a school like Whitgift is the range of opportunity that our students have uh, and the students really you know, embrace those opportunities. Um, and I think that's probably been one of the, the richest experiences I've, I've had at Whitgift is, is working with such a, a diverse pupil body in terms of their, their experiences of sport. I see. I see. That's fantastic. It's really good to hear. Thanks for that, Ryan. Stuart, I'd love to talk to you about OWs for a moment. Do you find that OWs are very good at keeping in touch with the school or do they tend to leave the school and kind of never look back? Yeah, we are very fortunate to have quite a few OWs in particular over the last sort of decade, last 15 years, and uh, who have gone on and done exceptionally well in their fields. And they range very much depending on how successful they have been in some cases because they're so busy coming back into the school. It's really difficult. But we are fortunate that they, they do regularly come back. Joe Chung, just after he won the gold medal at, at the Olympic Games, was was back within a month of actually competing and, and there and giving back to the boys, speaking to them, which was fantastic experience for all those boys and actually our younger boys in particular, sort of there just trying to inspire a little bit more. Last week, we had Laurie. Evans, who was in actually working with one of our members of staff at one of our feeder schools, just delivering a cricket session to them. So we are very fortunate. And then we have the likes of Reece Smith, who's who set up his own sort of well company, but more of a, a charity project with inner city hockey. And regularly, Reese will come back, but a lot of our boys will come back. They'll they'll come back into the school because of the the relationships that they've established with the staff and the the want to give back. That concept of coming back to the school and saying they benefited so much being here. What can they do to give back? But also. They come back into the school because they've built those relationships up with 
with the members of staff, with people that they've looked up to and respected. And that sort of mentorship still continues long after they finish the school. So it really is exciting to see. And it's lovely to see those faces and chat to them and how how professional sports going nowadays is, is, is quite amazing. It's really encouraging to hear that. And I've got a quick question just regarding this attitude of giving back. And I don't want this to sound like a planted question at all. But do you think that their attitude in giving back comes from their success after they've left school? Or do you think that that's something that begins in their time at school and even arguably leads to some of their success in the first place? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you could um, say it's one one or the other or one of the three in, the, in that sort of sense. But I think you can look at it very holistically at the fact that one of our big things that we'll look up at Whitgift School is about about educating and generating a, a, a person and being being that that character. And can you do that without being willing to give back? One would argue the fact is no you can't so I would say you would hope it's part of them potentially part of one of the reasons that they are they have been so successful is that they're able to judge and think about others as well as themselves and reflect on that but also I would like to believe that we've had a positive influence on them that these these people that they, they, they don't need to come back to the school there's no need for them to be here and they do it and they do it without us asking at some senses which 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 in itself sort of answers your question there yeah no, that's, that's a great way of putting it and i i really appreciate that the honesty and that answer there mm. ryan tell me a little bit about some of the the core sports that go on at whitgift but also some of the more unusual sports that might happen there so our core sports provision primarily revolves around when we talk about the core sports we, we would be referring to rugby, cricket, hockey and football and they would be the you know the main sports that our boys would have access to in the in the junior years so from years 6 to 8 the majority of our students across our junior school would have experienced one of those four core sports at a different time during the school year. So in the Michaelmas term, our boys would have access to primarily rugby and football, and then that switches to hockey and football, and then in the cricket, it's usually summer. However, you know, in order to um, cater for all our students, and, and really what makes our programme unique is by having a wide range of additional sporting activities. Not that those sporting activities have any less you know, prevalence or weighting in terms of the boys' access to them, but as the boys get older, they, they may start to diversify into sports like fencing, basketball, laser run, shooting, swimming. We have a large aquatics program. You know, there really are a wide range of sports, judo, archery, for the boys to engage in and participate both within their games sessions, which would be their core curriculum, but also in their co-curricular provision, which is the kind of the bolt-on and the, the extra sessions that they get before and after school. Awesome. I'd love to understand a bit more about the reasons behind some of those sports. Stuart, I wonder whether you can just tell us a little bit about some of the sport. I, I guess I'm thinking that sometimes people might consider something like fencing to be like an independent school sport but clearly there are some other sports that are going on there and what's the reason for for choosing those has it come from the pupils or is this a, a drive from the staff in the school where's it all come from i think really the breadth of sport and the choice of sport partly comes down to facilities and expertise from staff you could theoretically offer any activities but if you don't have the facilities the equipment the interest the passion the program you're going to put in place is going to be pretty limited so 
I think it's going to partly come down to that. The interesting one you mentioned there is the fencing. Yeah, fencing is traditionally quite a public school's uh, sport, but it is quite amazing when you look around London where the majority of the fencing clubs are based, and they're based quite centrally into London, very much away from any of our independent or our set public schools. So it might just be a little bit of a, a, a theory, a thought process that it's very much an independent school sport, when actually I don't think in Camden where some of our very good clubs links are based there that there's that many top public schools that have really come from there so you know I, I think to go back to answer your question really is that the program itself is very much looking at what facilities and what resources we have but very much based around the interest of our students archery was set up it was actually set up by myself as a request a number of years ago and the request came from a parent whose boy joined the school and uh, amazingly was called archie the archer but uh, the request came for the fact that did we offer archery and was there an opportunity for it and quite simply through a number of conversations a couple of emails out to boys and pupils to find out interest and then suddenly from there the opportunities grew for archery now I'm not saying that we're necessarily going to be producing the next Olympic archer but there will be hundreds of boys every year that will be involved in the archery program because they just want to have a go at it and and it's an opportunity of a very different style of activity to boys that generally speaking you would expect to be involved in in a team sport for much more of a sort of an intrinsically rewarding much of an introvert as a sport there that you could compare to to the likes of fencing etc so i feel it's really important to have a very much a balanced but varied program and that's something that we're we are very passionate about at school and our sporting offering no it's good to get that background thank you for that tell me a little bit about how your approach is to sport at whitgift you know how would you describe that sports provision at school yeah i think just adding on to that that point Stuart made simon as well our our provision is very tailored to meet the needs of our students And, and when you asked about what our core sports are those sports that i mentioned a lot of the students who come to whitgift will have had some access or some exposure to our core sports so that continuation of that that program and that learning is very important however we're a school of 1500 boys and in order to meet the needs of 1500 boys we have to have a very unique and tailored curriculum and in order to do that we're not able to simply offer just core sports and therefore having the additional sporting activities that we've mentioned just but a few it enables us to make sure that every single boy has an opportunity to access either a competitive or a recreational program here at Whitgift because we understand and we acknowledge that not every single boy will simply want to access the core sport even though a large percentage do so if you look at our junior school for example we have 685 pupils in the junior school of which 602 of them have engaged in competitive opportunities for the school now you know having up to 90 percent of our students in the junior school engage in sporting opportunities is quite a unique element or quite a unique usp in terms of our school sport because that that means we have to have a very flexible and a very diverse curriculum in order to offer that because we couldn't simply have 602 students only playing the core sport so those additional activities really do give a personalized approach for each student to find their pathway or their passion or their engagement in a sporting activity that is 
you know, relevant to them. Wow, that, that sounds pretty amazing. And uh, I, I see your point about, you know, if 600 boys wanted to do X, then yeah, you know, it's good to have that variety in there. You mentioned about opportunities there. Tell me more about the opportunities that the boys have to try out sport. Maybe some of the boys are, are keen on sport, but maybe they're not fantastic at sport. What are the opportunities there for boys at all levels of sport? Yeah, I think it's really important that, you know, our strap line for ourselves to try and follow as a department is very much that we want everyone to be able to access opportunities. And it's not just about being able to be given a ball or be put on a field as an opportunity. For us, opportunity means being being given a competitive opportunity and that doesn't mean that you have to go out there and your aim is just solely to win but it means that it's an opportunity with a bit more direction than just being recreationally being involved and that's another tick of the box there's there's another participant so for for us we really we really do look at our statistics if you like as a real guidance to us to to find out well we have a large number of boys in the first term involved in rugby but at the same time by the time we've got round to half term and there'll be a number of boys that aren't particularly that enthralled by the concept of rugby and that's absolutely fine but at that stage they're not then just left out on the fields to get wet and run around aimlessly we will then turn around and say to those boys right here's some other opportunities you could be involved in here's this is what basketball looks like this is what fencing looks like and trying to get the boys to get involved through those activities and that's just our curriculum time uh, when we then step into the co-curricular program it's it is phenomenal it is immense and it needs to be immense because we have such big numbers in the school but but at the same time, that's wonderful because that gives us a prime opportunity and prime chance to provide those opportunities in so many different activities. Every single lunchtime, there'll be 10, 15 different clubs running. Every after school, there'll be 15 to 20 activities and clubs and different teams training and practicing. Boys will be coming into the school in the morning at seven o'clock to be involved in the aquatics program. There'll be boys coming in for strength and conditioning sessions for rugby, for football. There'll be boys that are coming in just because they want to go to the gym at seven o'clock in the morning it's unbelievable some mornings for our participation basketball sessions year seven boys 11 and 12 year old boys coming in at 7 a.m and there's 40 of them all playing basketball in the sports center because they want to be there that that's fantastic and and when i share those experiences with other directors of sports their first comment is how do you get the staff to do it and my, my simple response is well our staff want to do it because that's the whole point of what we're doing gosh that sounds incredible i mean that number of boys at that kind of age coming in at that sort of time of the day that's something that's unheard of in a lot of schools tell me about the future then is is this something that's set to continue into the future any plans to change the future what's the vision for sport at school yeah, I mean, the first thing to say, Simon, is, you know, we we want to continue to be sector leading in, in our staffing. Um, Stuart, you know, mentioned there about the passion of our staff. You know, that's one of the things that makes Whitgift such a unique environment is the, is the colleagues that the, the students get to work with. We want to be sector leading in our facilities and also to be sector leading in the opportunities that we make available for students because that ultimately is what sets the you know the wit gift experience apart from many school sporting programs and i think in the changing nature of school sport we've we've we're coming out of a post covid era there's going to be 
many challenges ahead, I'm sure, for directors of sports as they look to to inspire and engage students. But we we wholeheartedly believe that in order to make our programs, you know, tailored to meet the needs of our students, to inspire them to, you know, have a lifelong involvement in physical activity, then our staffing, our facilities and providing that broad range of opportunities will continue to enable us to be at the forefront of school sport going forward. That's really good to hear. It really is. Stuart, tell me about any misconceptions about sport at a school like Whitgift. Yeah, um, over over my couple of years that I've been here, you get drawn into conversations with parents, and and at Whitgift, I suppose it's a, it's quite a sort of a, a British thing to do is uh, when someone does something well to immediately turn around and say, well, they must be doing something wrong. So it's the turning around, and one of the first comments people generally will ask is, well, the, one of the reasons why Whitgift is so successful is because all they do is focus on the elite, and I would hope from what you've heard from myself and Ryan over the last sort of 15 20 minutes uh, being very much about how that couldn't be further from the truth we don't shy away from being proud of success and achievement we we celebrate it at no stage will our members of staff will our directors of the separate sports the heads of sports as such will they turn around and say this is our aim of the season we need to win x y or z they will put programs in place that will stretch and challenge all the students and that's the students that want to access the sport for the first time ever to those students that actually are thinking that this could be a career for them in later life So for me, it's not about us solely focusing on the elite. Far from it. If that was the case, we wouldn't have 90% participating in sport. And more importantly, in competitive activities, not just turning up for one event and us ticking a box saying, that's our 90% done and we'll move on and only focus on the top boys. Some people talk about the fact that you can't have 2 or 3% of your body, a pupil body, taking up 80 to 90% of your resources. And that could be further from the truth. What we try to do is put a program in place which enables every single boy to be the best version of themselves. And if you've got exceptionally talented students that are part of your student body and you've got driven staff and driven pupil, then for them to succeed, there's going to be a chance that they'll do well. And Sport is funny. Sometimes things happen positively. Other times you fail and you learn so much more from failure than we do from success. And actually, we've been very fortunate over the last number of years that we've we've done exceptionally well. So anyone that says it's because we focus solely on the elite, well, they need to come here and have a little look and the experience and see what opportunities there are. If someone said that you're exceptionally good at making people the best versions of themselves, I'd say you're right. Well, maybe it's a good opportunity then to invite people to find out more. I mean, if anybody did want to find out more about sports at Whitgift, what's the best way for them to go about doing that? Well, I would say the best way for them to go about doing that is is, is to, first of all, look at our website. I think our website gives a really good flavour of, of what life is like at Whitgift. And in particular, if you go to the sports section, you'll see... The, you know some videos some some interviews with old Whitgiftians you'll see some student journeys and, and they'll give you a real flavor of what school life is like and you know if, if there are potential students and, and parents who, who would like to come and visit Whitgift and get in touch then they, they should contact our admissions department come to one of our open days and, and come and, and come and see what we're all about because it, it's a, it's a it's a great place to come and learn and, and like Stuart said to, to be the best version of yourself 
Fantastic. And one last question for, for the pair of you. Outside of school, when, I mean, clearly you can't have, well, at least we're told that you can't have a favourite child and, and, and at the same time you can't have a favourite sport in this situation, but what's your, what's your sport of choice at the weekend to go and watch, to spectate, to be involved in yourselves? Stuart? Can it be looking after my children? Because that can be quite demanding at times. Um, no, um, I suppose if, I, if I'm given an opportunity, a sport of myself, uh, viewing opportunities, I, I thoroughly enjoy it when it comes around to this time of year and I can watch I can watch cricket and I can spectate. And it's made even more fun by being able to turn on the TV and see at the weekend, you see Jamie Smith, an ex-captain at Whitgift School who's playing for Surrey. You then look around, you see Laurie Evans who's standing there taking a fantastic catch or the England match comes on and Jason Roy is playing etc so for me for me being able to sit back relax chill out for a minute or two but also watch a bit of cricket that yeah I thoroughly enjoy that without a doubt yes slightly different for me I I, predominantly I would I would would say I would spend my my spare time watching football that's my my predominant sport although I won't share which side of the red or blue divide um, in Manchester I, I sit on because it, it, it wouldn't be too good for me at the moment. But, you know, I, I love my time on the weekend spending it with the students here at Whitgift and that is such a, a big part of our programme and, and the Saturday sport is, is something I really look forward to, whether that's coaching or watching our students across all our all our teams it, it really is a, a unique experience coming to the school on a Saturday and seeing the volume and the you know the number of boys we have participating and, and that's usually what you would find either myself or, or Stuart doing it on a Saturday morning if, if we're not actually coaching or taking our own teams it, it really is a uh, a great place to be there's a real buzz about Whitgift on a on a Saturday morning now it's great to hear Saturday morning or Tuesday afternoon or any time of the week it sounds like sport at Whitgift is, yeah. a, is a is a pretty full-on event well Stuart and Ryan thank you both so much for your time thanks for opening up this world of sport at school and I really appreciate your time here on on a, on a fairly warm day in June sharing all of this with us thanks very much thank you thank you ever so much So that was Stuart Litchfield and Ryan Shedwick talking sport at Whitgift. Thank you both of you for giving up your time to share all of this with us today. Now that's it for this episode. Our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.